Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa in Verse. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you can find even one second, one brief moment of beauty, whether it's in a deep breath or in just noticing the magic and miracle of your hands or in the beautiful colors of autumn. And so I invite you just to take some time to say thank you for all that you have, for all the blessings that each of us has. And so today I will turn to the great Sufi mystic poet Hafez to start us off. And then I have a a few things I actually have in mind to speak about, but let's see what poem comes forth from the roulette of poems. Here we go. This one is called Turn Left a Thousand Feet from Here. What I really want to give you, I can't. Yet all day long, I try painting maps on the sky with bright, tender sounds that say, turn left a thousand feet from here, just past that next hill. Then make a sharp right as soon as you see that big rock that looks like an egg. There you will find a decent tavern. I am like a wise friend. If you come close to me, I will write down the address of the woman who will ravish you most. Hafez never wants to offend, so in anything I ever say, you can always freely switch the gender. Come close to me. I will whisper in your ear a secret about the one who has made us all nuts. (laughs) Oh, I love this poem. Um, As it talks about this unbelievable love for the divine where it is unabashed uh, it is untethered it is wild and intense and passionate Um, and we're looking for that connection again with God the universe however you think of the divine Um, but what jumps out at me this time is the sky having these maps and I know that a lot of us are feeling a little not so much lost I mean some of us might feel lost but maybe just on shaky ground and we're looking for some kind of guidance some kind of map that will lead us to a sense of security a sense of safety somewhere where we can get our footing in a world that is constantly changing and shifting Um, And, you know, the other day I was talking to a student of mine and, you know, she was asking me for some input, some insight on how to proceed. She's a senior and she'll be graduating in May. um, And she was just trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step? Because we live in a world that feels really uncertain. Um, And I told her that the world has always been uncertain. 
It's just now coming to the forefront. Uh, we all know that we must die, but we don't know when that is. And so we've created a reality. We've created an existence that allows us to move away from looking at that fact until now, right? Um, for a while, we think, okay, we've got, we've got all these years ahead of us um, where we'll retire, we'll enjoy life, and I'll be old when I die. But the reality is we don't know when that's going to happen. And so there's this question that um, people like to ask as far as when it comes to understanding whatever your life's purpose is. And the question is, if you knew that you were going to die, let's say in a month, what would you, dif you do different with your life? And a lot of people say that they're going to start changing some things around here. You know, they're going to start changing the way they do things. They've got a deadline and there's this laundry list of things we'd all like to accomplish. We'd all like to experience. Um, and then that timeline gets moved up that we suddenly see what our priorities are. And so in my conversation with this student, I asked her something similar. Um, you know, I said, the time that we're living in now just has peeled away all these illusions that we live in a world that is secure, that we live in a world that's certain. Um, we live a life that feels safe and all of it is, is an illusion. And so knowing that, what choices are you going to make that would be different from, let's say you had to make them last year, you know? Um, and so it was an invitation to think about what do you truly want to do? What do you want to pursue? And I know this question comes up for a lot of people during times of crisis, during times of uncertainty. It's like, what am I doing with my life? What is my purpose? And, and often we don't know what that is. And so I'm thinking about these maps on the sky that Hafez talks about and how we know what we want to do. It's just that we need to look up at the sky and see the maps. We know deep in our heart what our life's purpose is, but there are too many things that are distracting us, that are covering up our true calling. And now is the time to stop and take a look and say, hey, what is it that I actually want to do with this life that I'm given, with this time on earth, in this moment in history? What is it that I'm called to do? And um, I invite all of you to really ponder upon that and to listen to the intuition, to look at the little nudges in your life. You know, we all, we all experience them and, and often our egos, which are rooted in the material world, tell us to, you know, shoo it away or not pay attention to it. Um, you know, I, I've heard stories of people saying, you know, I felt the urge to go, you know, swing by my friend's house, even though I didn't call them or talk to them or say, I just felt like I had to go over there. And then they would go over there and find out that they were so needed, that that friend was actually looking for some comfort of some, of some kind. And this person just happened to go over there. And that is the nudge that I'm 
talking about. This is the things that we ignore, but we, we notice and we just we say, no, 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 not, not now. It's not the time yet. I got to go to the grocery store. You know, I got to go pick up my kid from school. Um, and it's time now for us to get quiet and to really listen to what these nudges are telling us and what direction we're going and to trust that this is the path that, you know, we're meant to do, we're meant to follow. Um, and so I, I just love these directions that Hafez is giving us in this, um, in this poem. And so in thinking about directions, I, um, I, wanna, I wanna shift gears a little bit and talk about healing. Um, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, I have been talking about healing and how important it is specifically for women writers of color. But I wanted to just talk about healing in general. And when I say healing, I'm, I'm talking about trauma that um, you know we can't quite let go of or that we know is there and we've tried all the things, but it just doesn't seem to heal or we just can't quite get past a certain point. Um, and I was thinking about how really everyone's healing journey is different. You know, a lot of folks offer these, uh, for lack of a better word, remedies. And so, you know, it's, you know, meditate every day and you'll get some awareness around what hurts and then you'll be able to release it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but maybe that doesn't work for some people, you know, maybe it's, oh, here's another remedy. Go do yoga, practice yoga, practice yin, that's a, a, a mode of yoga where you just release into a pose and, and all the stuff just gets melted away. Sounds nice, right? Sounds easy. But maybe that doesn't work. You know, it might work for some. Or try hot yoga where, you know, you sweat everything out. Power yoga where, you know, you just almost like a military boot camp style kind of yoga, which is totally not my yoga. Um, but maybe that works. And then there's, there's other things, you know, there's sound healing where the sounds from some Tibetan singing bowls or some crystal bowls, the vibration creates uh, a sense of alignment, a sense of healing in the body. Um, there's all sorts of modalities that are available to us. One of the issues for me that one of the problems that I see is that these are offered as a, you know, one size fits all kind of situation where, um, you know, the only way to heal from your traumas is to meditate or the only way to do that right, to really let it go is through yoga um, or even, you know, plant medicine. Um, but it's not it doesn't work that way for everybody. Everyone is an individual, very specific, very different. Um, and so I wanted to offer this idea of your own healing blueprint. You design your healing path. And how do you do that? And what does that look like? It really is a matter of tuning into your intuition and then experimenting and trying new things. 
you know, a lot of us stay stuck in place because we are in search of something that feels certain, in search of, you know, absolute proof that this is going to work. This is actually going to heal my body. You know, let's say, you know, I get a paper cut. I'm going to put a Band-Aid on it. And that is the remedy to heal the Band-Aid. And that is what I want. It's a concrete answer, proven results, and it works for everybody. But when it comes to healing trauma, that's not the case. You know, everyone's experience of trauma is varied. Um, And so the the healing approaches are going to be varied. And I think about how we can tune into our inner knowing so that we can figure out what does work. But you can't figure it out in your head. And you can't figure it out just sitting at your desk or sitting, you know, around reading books. There has to be some action in that. And so with action, we can take one step forward and get more information. Now, sometimes the scary part is taking that step forward. You know, it's like, what if I do it wrong? What if I don't like what I discover? What if it's too scary? What if I don't want to heal? How about that? Now, there's an interesting question. How about what if I don't want to heal? Now, you know, rationally, we might be thinking, well, who on earth would say that? Who would want to not heal? Well, consciously, nobody wants that. But deep down inside, subconsciously, there are folks who don't want to heal because that is their comfort zone, because they have learned to adapt They've learned to accept what their traumas are and how it feels. They've learned to live with the pain. They've grown accustomed to the suffering. And so why would you want to change that? It feels comfortable. It feels familiar, you know, like a blanket. Um, you know, how many of us have have had a favorite blanket, you know, like one for napping, so soft and cuddly. And, you know, over time, it starts to wear thin, it starts to get holes in it, you know, starts wearing away where now it's not even a blanket. It's just like this rag, but we've grown attached to it, you know, and um, we don't want to let it go. And it feels comfortable. It's, it's something that feels secure. But when it's lost, it's use because now it no longer covers you. You know, all the washings that you've done in the in the washing machine and the dryer, it shrank a little bit, wears away at the edges. It doesn't quite cover you like it used to. Maybe now it just covers like your torso. (laughs) I mean, that's not a blanket. That's just a little layer of covering that feels good but the rest of your body is, is cold. And so if you liken your traumas to that blanket, we've grown attached to that. We've grown accustomed to it and we don't see the benefit of letting it go, of healing from it. 
We don't because we're not at that point yet where we are at a, a threshold of pain where the present moment is more painful than what's possible. You know, I have, um, I have a teacher who, who talks about change and how we humans don't really want to change, you know, and that's normal. But sometimes, well, not sometimes, but the only way, ah, not the only way. I don't want to talk in absolutes. The most common way for change to happen is when a person hits rock bottom, right? And we're talking like significant change. And rock bottom isn't a requirement for change, but it is often the catalyst that propels people into change. So it's that place of suffering, of so much pain in the present circumstances, in the present moment, that you can't stand it anymore and you need to just take the leap to change, to heal those traumas because you are done. You are fed up with being hurt. You're fed up with being sensitive. You're fed up with being triggered. It's exhausting and you just want to be rid of this and work towards healing. And so that's why some people say, I'm okay with my traumas. I'm okay because I'm comfortable, you know, but then it gets to a point where it ends up being unbearable, but we don't know that it's unbearable until we know different. So for example, you know, when the AC is running and it's blowing and it's so loud and it's blowing, it's blowing, it's blowing all this cold air and you're sitting there working, you don't notice how loud it is until it turns off. And then you're like, oh my God, that silence, that's so amazing. It's so soft. It's so gentle. It's almost deafening. Was the AC really that loud? You don't realize it until it's absent. And so the same with trauma. You don't realize how much pain, how much suffering you're in, how much better it can be until you get a glimpse, until you get a little taste of what is possible, of how much you can thrive in your life when you heal from your traumas. And so it starts with that, right? It starts with the desire to want to heal. And that desire isn't always something one feels when they're healing from trauma. Sometimes it's just acceptance. Okay, I accept this trauma that I have experienced. I accept that I behave in in certain ways, in certain situations. I accept that this is who I am. This is it, you know, I'm sensitive around, you know, certain people who might trigger my traumas. So I just avoid those people. Um, I feel vulnerable when people talk about these things, so I will opt out of those conversations. I need trigger warnings for everything. And I accept that this is how I am because this is how I live with my trauma. This is often the narrative that we tell ourselves. And until recently, I was one of those people. 
and I thought, okay, this is it. This is as good as life gets. But then I found out that no, it can be better. It could be so much better. I have built a strong nervous system. I have created so much resilience in me that I don't need trigger warnings. That I can feel the emotional charge that might come with something that used to trigger me. But now I can just experience it for what it is and feel okay after it moves through me. It's really interesting. It's like a wave from the ocean comes and crashes on me and through me, like it, like when I'm at the beach, and then it's it. That's it. It's over. And that is the most amazing feeling for me to be able to talk about whatever might activate my traumas and not be activated. It is mind-blowing to me. And it's really possible. And it's possible for all of you who are listening. And this is what I want to offer to folks, is this idea of being able to live in your life fully, like, I mean, unbounded, untethered, to really thrive in ways that feel like a dream, like out of reach. I mean, imagine being able to walk in the world, standing tall and confident and unafraid of anyone triggering you, of anyone, you know, coming at you. Like your sensitivity is something that you can manage, is something that you control. It's a a sensitivity that you can celebrate and use as a superpower. I mean, how amazing is that? I think it's amazing. And so I want, I wanted to just invite you to, to consider your relationship with trauma, to consider, are you being comfortable? Are you accepting the status quo? Or are you ready to shift into a life you're meant to live? And if you are, then maybe now is the time for a little action. And when I say action, it doesn't have to be big. Just one small step towards healing, whatever that might look like. There are so many tools out there. And I invite you to try one and see how it works. If that doesn't work, try another. You know, you have the inner wisdom. You know what works for you. But you won't know until you actually experience it. You know, for example, I um, had my first sound healing session with crystal bowls. And uh, while I did experience some healing energy, I actually don't like crystal bowls. It, um, it, it's really too intense for me. And so I know not to go to crystal bowl healing sessions. When people say sound healing sessions, you know, sign up, whatever I have to find out, are they the crystal bowls or are they the him, the Tibetan singing bowls? Because I know what works for me. The Tibetan singing bowls are much softer for me. They're much more gentler on my nervous system. 
And so the crystal bowls may work for somebody, doesn't work for me. And so I recognize that and I, I honor that, but I didn't know that until I actually went to these two different kinds of sound healing sessions. And so it's important for you to acknowledge that, well, maybe I don't want to heal. Maybe I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm good now. You know, I'm good. Or I want to try something new. And so what does that new thing look like? And then if that doesn't work out, you can redirect and try something else. But the whole invitation is to work towards awareness, whether it's in your comfort zone or not and in what's working when you take action or don't take action. But it all comes to awareness as the starting point for whatever it is that you'd like to do with your life. And so I, I just wanted to create this invitation for all of you in thinking about healing and thinking about your traumas and especially for women writers of color how important it is to do this kind of examination because we need to stop letting ourselves be put to the side. I mean, I know sometimes I put myself to the side like, oh no, you know, this is, this is not something I want to jump in right, right, right now. Um, and that's, I'm talking like years ago, I'm not talking now. Now I'm, I'm stepping up and stepping out and saying, hey, you know what? I matter. My healing matters because I am put on this planet for a purpose that will benefit everybody. And if I don't walk that path of my purpose, then I am depriving others of my service. I'm depriving others of them being able to live their life's purpose. And so I invite you to just take some time and reflect and ask yourself that question of, am I good with where I'm at right now in my relationship to my trauma? Or do I want to do a little healing? And if I do, what does that look like? What does that blueprint for my healing look like? And if you need any suggestions, any ideas, I'm here. You can just reach out. You send me a DM through Instagram, or you can check my website. You can send me an email through there. I'd love to hear from you. And so to wrap up our episode, I'm going to read a poem from this book called Love Poems from God. And as I do the same thing I did with the Hafez book, I'm going to do a little roulette. And this poem is, just give me a second, is by Kabir, who is a poet from India during the 1400s. And so this poem is called Where the Shopkeeper Would Say. I was looking for that shop where the shopkeeper would say, there is nothing of value in here. I found it 
and did not leave. The richness of not wanting wrote these poems. Hmm. I love that. The richness of not wanting. Imagine what it's like to not want and what kinds of things might be born of that. And so I close this episode wishing you light, love, and peace. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. Healing is so necessary for women writers of color. Whether we know it or not, our traumas hold us back from expressing and becoming our truest selves. How can we be more present to this? How can we create new ways of understanding our hurts so that we can heal them and step into our life's purpose with radiance? Follow me on Instagram for messages of healing and support as you walk this journey that brings you home to yourself. Find me at this handle, at Surya Gyan Yogi. S-U-R-Y-A-G-I-A-N-Y-O-G-I or visit my website to learn more at suryagian.com. Your best healed life starts now.